This is the Said No One Ever Podcast. A podcast about things you never knew you wanted to hear about. I'm Ian Bennett. And I'm Martin Moore. Let's get into it. Shit! Yes, okay. Woohoo! I'm so pumped, dude. Dude! I'm trying to keep all my emotions in. Let's go! Episode... 10. Episode 10. I wish I spoke different languages so I could tell you all the different numbers in 10 and, and different Spanish. I don't know. What is yes. that? Yes. What about and that's all I know. French. On the trois, quatre, cinq, six, set, huit, neuf, Hey, speaking of French, hey. because you're from Canada, do you know like a lot of French? Yeah, I know a little bit. Like I, I got that. I got that. Do you little, know my? I got that little accent I can put on that. Like, you, know, you know my middle name is Jacques. I, 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 I can see you as <laughs> I'll a give jock. you $2 if you can spell Jacques. Jacques, Jacques. Dude, episode 10, we have we have uh, talked about some really cool topics on this show. Cult culture, yep. um, hustle porn, yes. Gen Z, and racism, keeping yes. up with the Joneses. Um, Preach. I got a really excited topic that we're going to be talking about today. This, because this guest is big time, though. Yeah. I know she's going to downplay it. She's going to be that humble pie. She's going to be, oh, my. She's the real deal. She is. She's the real deal. She's a boss. And like everyone's always like, um, oh, she's running like she's a boss lady. But honestly, all genres. She's men, women, she's a boss, period. I don't want to put her in that box where oh she's a uh, advocate for the women. No, she's an advocate for like human beings. She's a boss, oh, man. She's a uh, she's the DJ for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh oh, wicked wicked Certified DJ. Wicked, NBA wicked. champion, hey. Milwaukee icon, a personal friend to hey, us, and a yes. friend of the Edge Podcast Network. Let's Ladies go. and gentlemen, boys and girls, DJ Shauna. DJ Shauna in the building, no stress, no stop. Can't do it all day, every day. Your favorite DJ, your grandma's favorite DJ, your mom's favorite DJ, your dog's favorite DJ. Pow! How are you, Shauna? Hey, everybody. Oh, God. <laughs> How's she going to match that energy? Everyone's going to be like, yeah, I don't know. Have you I don't ever know had an intro like that? I don't know what to say. Ah, Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming yeah. on. Episode 10. <sighs> it's so yes. good to see you. Why don't you tell people really quick a little bit about who you are, what you do, catch them up to speed. Yeah. Not that sure. If well, you don't know who DJ, is, yeah. DJ Shauna is, you're yeah. a loser. No. Uh, in, in Wisconsin, you're, right. you're, not, no. you're not there then. You're not no. there. Tell, you're not tell there. the listeners a little bit about uh, you know what you do, who you are. Yeah. Uh, first, it's good to see you both. I've missed you both very much. <laughs> it's this is the first time, time in a long time. I know. A long time. Um, but and thank you for the like, man, your energy, Ian. I'm just, I'm, I'm ready for it. Something's it's wrong just, with me. Like, no, I'm something wrong. Something with me. is not wrong with you <laughs> at all. I just, I don't know how to appropriately, you know, like that's that's an intro. Yeah. That I felt like because it's not. How do you do that sitting down with headphones on? Yeah, I, you know, I, like I, do it justice. I, I just, I just think it's off of you though. I feed off, <laughs> I feed off of you. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to put you in a box because I think you're bigger than the box. Ah, you know, mm. well. Thank you, but um, I'm honored to be here, man. This is yeah. my first podcast in a while. And is it? Yeah. Well, we'll, been... we'll uh, go hard on you. She's well, I appreciate busy, it. Man. <laughs> no, she's yeah. kidding. She's been yeah, what have you been up to? Tell her. What a, um, you got a ring. How about we bring it well, back I... to last year before we got about the bubble? Because oh, yeah. you know, I, I love the Bucks, but you know who my boy is, though. LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. You know, that's my guy. But like, dude, tell me the experience in the bubble, dude. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think as we were talking before we started recording, I I think I'm still processing everything. It's okay. been 18 months for me of NBA basketball, That's right. and I'm a I'm grateful as a DJ. So I was one of four DJs to go to Orlando to work in the NBA bubble for the restart for last season. Um, the only female, which is it's kind of cool. Big. Um, I did get a chance to meet LeBron and talk to LeBron. We mm. had a moment that went viral that. I, I got to. I was playing the the Sade song that he danced to after yes, they beat the Blazers in the right. so in the cool. first round. That yep. was that's pretty cool. If we if we could pull up the GIF and like right. drop yeah, it, yeah, and yeah, 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 that would be yeah, awesome. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call it a GIF? I call it a GIF. <laughs> I do. Gosh, it, you say GIF. GIF. But I'm See, I love it. Well, we're the but same the, age. I'm the original it, person said that Ooh. it's pronounced. No, it's GIF. It's a GIF. Nah, look it up. I have looked it up. It's a GIF. No, the guy that invented it. Said, I love it. Like the peanut butter. Really? Dang, yeah. dude. We got to look that up. I have, I've spent... Look at how... Did you see my face right yeah. now? The listeners can't see, but I'm saying. like... No, that's awesome. So Mainstream has changed it to GIF, I yeah, think. I don't, it's yeah. not a GIF. What are you giving me that stupid... That's not a GIF. I'm gonna. I'm going with GIF. <laughs> that's, that's a G! Because I don't want that's that. That's a G! No, but it's not a GIF. What are you sending that... Nah, because what is... It's Any, not a good GIF. Anyways. I don't want that. I don't know. Either way. There's shit. a dancing... Memoji of LeBron yes. <laughs> from that really? from that moment. Honest to God, That's they made awesome. an Instagram filter out really? of it. Oh like gosh. this, it was kind of crazy to be a part of. So I know, like you love social media, and so can I lay the story out? Yeah. You want to talk about LeBron? Yeah, I love so, LeBron. 
it's uh he, I, i'm a big lebron fan yes. too so i love the bucks Good. i'm very loyal yeah, but like i got the dj for 22 nba teams and you got to see these guys in a totally different light and one of which was first round of playoffs the lakers beat the trailblazers yep and um, I don't remember how many games it was. I, everything in the bubble just kind of like yeah, meshed together cool. a little bit. But so they finished. LeBron finished his on-court interview and AD was finishing his like off-the-court interview. You know, they had another yep. camera like on the baseline. And LeBron finishes. And when he finishes, I hit Smooth Operator by Sade. And I know it's one of his jams. It's one of his favorite artists. Dude had a whole choreographed dance to it. Like, like he's practiced over the week. Like, I don't know if it just flowed, but like it was so smooth. And honestly, I'll send you when we're done. I'll send you the video. Send it, please. And so I got to give a shout out to Rohan. So Rohan is the main social media guy, videographer for the Lakers. Okay. And Rohan was literally like right there, spot on, and got it. And LeBron is just playing to the camera. That's cool. And so like I'm in my DJ booth, just like eating (laughs) this up, just like going bonkers. And then unbeknownst to me, this thing goes viral. Like it literally it it, it went like real quick. Really? So much so the Lakers girl, so obviously it we they only had DJs. We didn't have any entertainment, no mascots, no dancers, nothing. So the Lakers girls are back home and they choreographed the same dance. And so they have a video no, that goes viral. I didn't see it. I normally see everything. I never seen that. So one. you were like Dang. the catalyst for that. Yeah. 100%. Well, I mean, LeBron was. I just was. A, I got to be a. I was a cog in the hey, machine. Sure, sure. So, hey, hey, update your LinkedIn profile. Put that on there. I, yeah. that's, that's resume content. But then, like the next day, awesome. Bron posts like this filter on Instagram, and it's a cartoon version of him doing the exact same dance, oh and it's called Smooth Operator. I'm not. And I'm gonna have to look. For yeah, it. and it's it's fire. And that's so it was. Awesome. It's crazy. Like these moments that you get to be a part of and nobody would know you know like it's it's that's lebron's moment i'm sure. there for him but it was very cool to hopefully like be a value add in that yeah yeah you know what the, the best part was that at the bubble too you're playing these tracks and like obviously the nba guys are feeling it but i'm feeling it like i'm getting it. and you know what the best thing is like that's my girl like i know her like that was the best thing for me i was like she's playing these tracks everyone's hyped because everyone's talking about that in the bubble oh, yeah like if you read everything everyone was like yo the bubble was awesome like no one missed the beat just because obviously like she said that there's no entertainment but you were playing so many tracks that you were just i don't know if you were feeling everyone's vibe but how'd you do that like how were you just picking the that. right stuff though like because you were you had me i was watching i was just like I was dancing. I was getting my groove on. I was like, and I'm like, I know her. So I'm like, how'd you feel everyone's vibe? Thank you. Um, you know, it's something that the bubble really taught me. It was so, I think. I mean, you're as a professional yeah. athlete, as an athlete, huge. like it's music is a it's a it's a way of life for oh, sure. for people, right? It's a but huge motivator. It, yeah, yeah, it is, and like whether you know some I've known athletes that are listening to, in their headphones, like reminding them to breathe. Yeah, yeah, you know, like and it's not what we always think it is, and that was started that to be honest. So you talk about boxes, that's where I really got challenged to think outside the box, and I really like they just trusted me to just do what I felt, yeah. and I think. Um, my personality type, and you both know me well enough. Like I'm a feelings person. Yeah. I love to make people happy. Yeah. And I, and and when I'm working for the NBA or I'm working for the Bucks, that's not about me. That's not a DJ Shauna show. I am there. This is their show. This is Giannis's show. So this true. is Chris yeah. Middleton's show. Yep. This is Drew's show. This mm. is LeBron. You can go down Dame. Like you can go down the list. Russ. And um, I got to mention Jimmy because there's a Jimmy story too. And yeah. so, <laughs> but Jimmy they, buckets. They, this is like their Gosh. show. And so, um, you know, like I think at the time the Michelob commercials were really popping off with Jimmy yep. and there was, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, why did I just forget it? He had, he had a song. There was a song that again, you wouldn't think would be like a Jimmy yeah, Butler yeah, yeah. or NBA song. And he would love to hear it. Jeez. It was something that again, I want to say it was like a, it was an old school, like seventies song. Okay. And I can't think of it right now. Um, I feel awful. Um, but there were things like that that I would just started to have fun. When yeah. the Blazers came out, they loved uh, Cameo. And so there was stuff like that <laughs> that, like, you don't, you you know, you expect it to be all Drake or Migos. And you know, like, I love my Drake. Right? I do, yeah, too. No, I, I do, that. too. No, that's good, though. No, but, but we were working two games a day. Yeah. Like, they were playing nonstop. And so with anything, if you're listening oh, to the 
same you thing. Keep it fresh. Right. No, you have to keep it fresh. Hard, man. That's why so, I don't know how you did it. Thank you. Do you take it requests too? Were they like requesting like they did? It, they while would. they're dribbling. They hey, would. Hey, DJ, so, like a carrier pigeon with like, like whatever yeah. tracks like, they want. Hit on. me with that track. Hit me with this. They know, they know how to get okay. like requests to us, but like Jason, it's funny. Like Jason Tatum. Um, I believe it was during playoffs. He requested, he wanted to hear my boo. Yeah. I booed up. Yeah. Um, booed up, excuse me. Booed up. An amazing song. Yeah. But again, a very like slowed down R&B song. So like oh, they man. run out of the tunnel and you hear like, Bada, Buddha. And he's jamming. And it's just, and, and it's moments like that, that like, again, I'm not, who am I to say like, what's going to hype up a 21 year old NBA like basketball player, right? Like, so I'm always open to playing everything. Thanks. Oh my God. So does it feel good to, um, you know, now that this last season is over and the, uh, the playoffs are done and the Bucks won, does it feel good to just like, It really Take does. You breath. just sounded like my headspace. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, or is everybody want a piece of you now to talk about what it was like in the bubble I mean, and, and you know yeah, what was it like? Or, or are you finally winding down a little I think, bit? I think I'm winding down. I th- I'll be. I, I, if I, you know, always am honest and very candid. Um, I had a lot of attention, like yeah. in, oh in the bubble, and then yes. in per, you know, like per, like from as me and even then through playoffs like i got a lot of attention which sure. is i'm humbled and grateful yeah because bucks are going through it and you're right. like the dj right. so it's like what is going on so it's definitely it's quiet and uh i'm I, i'm grateful for that because i think you know again this as as an athlete or even as a dj being a part of you know athletics it's a roller coaster oh i bet and so i'm definitely in a recharge mode right now i do feel a lot um like I mean, I'm me still, yeah. but like it takes a little bit for me to like turn into like DJ Sean on which I air quote that as my alter ego. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And so the we have seven weeks, like the preseason schedule just got shared and like seven weeks we are back at Pfizer for like the next yeah. season, which is wicked fast. It, it, it's, so. cr- it's incredible, DJ, because DJ Sean, I know that's your alter ego and stuff, but you're like seriously like, uh, like a superhero because you're in the topic is... That's so gay, right? <laughs> yeah, boy, yeah. here, boy, Sorry. here. I'm yeah. gonna try and figure out what right? the segue is gonna be, yeah. right? right? So, <laughs> so we're gonna pivot. But here, but here you go, just breaking all these barriers, DJ. Mm. Like you are like just breaking all these barriers. And I'm not gonna lie, you're in a male dominant sport. Yeah. Like let's be honest. Yeah. And, but you're killing it. Thank you. You are crushing it. You're for these little girls that are coming up that want to be athletes, that want to be DJs, that want to be in the mix. Yep. You're just creating such a good positive vibe but you're doing it in like your own way and you're killing it and Thanks. that's and that's what i love because again you got to hold the trophy right <laughs> they're putting you as part of the thing they're not just putting like oh this is dj shauna will win it she's a great dj but they're not they're embracing you they're you're part of the culture now like you, you're part of the bucks milwaukee wisconsin you're part of the culture now and that is an amazing thing to do and you're a woman and you're Thank just you. beasting how, how how do you handle all this uh, I appreciate the kind words, to be honest. Like it's, honest. it's very humbling. And it's, uh, you know, like when I look at that picture of the trophy as a woman, yes. it, like again, in the NBA. So this is the, in my opinion, right? And I think a lot of people would agree. It's probably the best sports league. Like when, you, when you're looking at comparatively, you know, like we could argue a lot of like football clubs overseas. But like when you're looking at leagues and what they do in regards to social justice, everything the NBA stands for, um, it's it's one of the best, I think. The way I mean, look at the bubble, the it precedent is, yeah. they sent there, yeah. and so the it's 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 very humbling. So I'm currently one of three female DJs that are official DJs in the NBA. The other two are dear friends of mine, and I would not be here literally without them. Um, but you, I don't know. I haven't talked about this publicly yet, and so Martin, I saved this for you. Is and um, this will be a social media post, I think, at some point. But I am the first female DJ to be a part of a championship team on the NBA side really yeah so like it's it's something that you know again i didn't make a single bucket all season yeah but it's something that like they i was i was there and i was working and well you were you're 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 everyone who's part of those teams whether you're a player or you're a dj or you're a janitor or you're a gatorade boy or girl whatever a coach everybody plays a part Mm -hmm. in 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 that team and their success and their failures and so if the music's not there if the gatorade's not there if the coaches aren't there if the right. players aren't there uh everybody is so uh, such a necessary part and yeah. when everything comes together and everyone's on the same page 
you know, you win a championship. Ian knows that. You obviously <laughs> know that. And so, you know, I think you you played a much, much larger role than I think a lot of people understand or would give you credit for. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, the music is such a vital, vital part for the, the fans' energy and motivation, for the players' energy and motivation, um, and to piss off the other team, too. You know, I mean, it's, it's a dance. You're not just yeah. playing, like, random tracks. Everything is very uh, methodical and premeditated and very very specific. There's an, there's an agenda behind what you're playing. You know, you want to yeah. hype your players up and you want to discourage the other, you know, the other team as much as you can so that they, they miss. And so, well, well done. Thank you. Yeah. I do put a lot of thought into it. And I think being a former professional basketball player, I think it definitely helps. Like, for, Oh, I bet. Like, you know, like I, I think I and I, I can't speak on this, but I'm pretty confident. I don't know if this is true, but I'm confident that I'm the only professional athlete that's a DJ in the NBA. Really? I, I think so. I don't think yeah, it's single. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm do you have do you have a Wikipedia page? Can I you go, can, can you go ask, look on your Wikipedia page? Well, I can ask our like NBA. I'll ask yeah, the I NBA think pretty, DJs. Yeah, because I just don't know how to ask that without signing yeah. like a jag bag. <laughs> oh, like, just ask, I'll ask. Hey guys, am, am I the <laughs> only professional <laughs> athlete that's a I DJ? Love it. I love it. You gotta <laughs> so, find that out. I love it. So, so you're a lot of things. You know, yes. you're a DJ. You're a champion. You used to play basketball. You're yes. icon. All this stuff. And one thing, a lot of people might not know about you or who you are and your personality and your life and stuff like that is that you're gay. Yeah. And that yeah. was the kind of the whole topic for this episode. <laughs> and yeah. I was trying to figure out how we're going to pivot from this and, nah, and do the man. segue. You're, you're nailing but, it. Um, natural, I, I think that's yeah. such a, uh, it's such a really, it's a, it's a cool thing and it's something I kind of want to get into because um, just your, your status as far as just being a DJ and stuff like that and a lot of the people that look up to you. Uh, I think there's a lot of cool, interesting, fun stuff that we, we can get into kind of about your story, um, my relationship with my uh, LGBTQ fans, uh, friends and family and stuff like that. And so um, I want to get into, you know, kind of the state of uh, LGBTQ acceptance in 2021. Where are we now? How did we get here? Um, kind of our, our own history with friends and family and coming out and stuff like that. Um, I kind of want to get into sports. Um, yeah. You know, there's uh, a few gay athletes that have come out now. Yeah, in, um, yeah, the Raiders. All, especially on the men's side. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's, that's, side, that's so what's been Kind of want to talk about that. Uh, I kind of want to talk about how how they've been portrayed in like movies and cinema and stuff. So mm. I just watched, have you seen um, There's Something About Mary? Yeah. Anytime recently? Yeah. Well, I don't want to say uh, recently. Oh, okay. but, so yeah, I, I watched it. it this weekend and there's this one part in the movie. nothing to do. Damn. <laughs> it Gosh. was, I don't know why we watched it. We were bored and yeah. then like it popped on Netflix. And there was this one part in this movie where Ben Stiller, he's like with his therapist trying to talk about like why he's uh, obsessed with this girl and he wants to try and go find her. And um, they were talking about like rest stops or something and his therapist said, you know, rest stops are homosexual hangouts. And I was like ooh that joke didn't age oh, well and then yeah, like yeah, later yeah. in the movie he like accidentally stumbles upon like a bunch of uh like homosexual men like at the rest stop like making out and doing all that stuff and he gets arrested and he's busted by the cops and then he goes to jail and then like he's cuddling with this guy and I was just like man like yeah, that kind of well. that kind of stuff um you know the the mockery of it mm -hmm. um it, I want to get into that and kind of how that's changed now in in cinema and TV and media like and stuff like that because that kind of stuff won't fly um, so let's just get into it. Um, you know, in your opinion, Shauna, where, where are we? Because we've come a long way in the last 20 years. We've definitely come a long way in the last hundred years, but you know, wh where do you, where do you feel like we are w with the whole thing? I think it's, it's interesting. And I think, um, while acknowledging that we have come a really long way, I still think we have a really long way to go. Sure, sure. You know, and I think, you know, the, one of the hotter topic conversations has been, um, trans athletes and yeah. especially with this yes. having the Olympics. And um, so the fact that we're still talking about when it comes to LGBTQ plus um, people that we're still talking about, like, can they participate in a sport? Sure. Sure. I think is still really interesting, yeah. you know? And so it's, um, and that's where we are. And that's, that's, um, I think it's, it's the, Coming out is still an issue. It's a yeah. it's a thing. Yeah. Whether you're a woman or you're a yep. man or you don't identify, you know, you're non-binary or however you want to sure, identify. Sure. Yeah. And so it's still a thing. And we just had the first openly gay football player come yeah. out. Yeah. On the, ra on the Raiders, player. I believe. Um, it was. Yep. And then you know, and it's and it's um, it just is going to take time. I think it's a domino effect. Yeah. And I think too, you, you know, we could go down this rabbit hole of talking about stereotypes. And when you yep. talk about female athletes and you know, that like, 
the the joke that comes with being a softball player or a basketball mm. player yep. or yep. predominantly stereotypical sports that like have had a lot of like lesbian identified athletes but then when somebody plays beach volleyball and identifies as part of the lgbtq plus family then that blows somebody's mind like yeah, they can't like, they can't what? right they don't and so like the thing that i love about humans is that we as you mentioned earlier we can't put people in a box no and we can't make assumptions and it's it's something that i've never done is assume somebody's sexuality it's something that i'm really proud of um in myself and as well as as pronouns to be honest it's sure, something sure. that i i that matters to me who you are and how you identify that's that's yours and if you choose yeah. to share that with the world then i will acknowledge that and accept it for what it is and if there are questions, there's a right way and a wrong yeah, way to ask sure, questions. Sure. And you know what's crazy? We're, we're, everyone's fighting for the, the easiest thing, but it's, it's, it's so hard. Like yeah. with race and everything, we yeah. just want to be accepted. Well, and, and mm. that's, that's the other... That's, we just want to be accepted. Yeah. And like if you come out, you this, you that, it doesn't matter. We just want to be accepted. 100%. So something so small, but it's so difficult to come across. And I've never, I'll never understand this because... We live in a society with all these humans and all these different colors, all these different makeups, big, small. Just, I just don't understand how you can say something's right and something's wrong. Well, that for me, that's yeah, what I. Just he, don't I guess understand. here I'm going to go on a quick diatribe. Like I have, we swear on this show, FYI. Okay. Like I, <laughs> I have a, a, a big fucking problem with with anyone who thinks that they get to decide mm. how another exactly. human being can live or think or who they can love or what they can do or what they should believe or what property they can buy or who they can marry. Who are you to crown yourself the king of morality and yeah. and, and and tell people how they can live? There's two people that get to decide who you are and, and who you love and all that. Yourself and God, if you believe in yep. her or him. Mm -hmm. And that's it. So I struggle with with individuals and, and governments and politicians who, who make laws that inhibit people from having the same life, liberty, love, and pursuit of happiness as, as everybody else, you know? I think it, you know, and I, maybe this is going to spiral and this is... No, 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 speak your mind, girl. Our country is built on stolen land exactly. by, by stolen people. Oh, yeah, gosh. And like they're Preach. in, right, and they're in... You know, before we really acknowledge that, sure, and, sure, and and own that, to be honest, and even in how we teach history, mm -hmm. I don't. I think that's why we have so far to go. Oh, exactly. Because when you're talking about equality and equity, we, you know, like I think they're very different topics. I do not think that you can talk about LGBTQ plus things and they are not synonymous with race. Yeah, because sure. being somebody that is black in the United States is never yep. comparable to anything. Sure, it's just, sure. It's yep. as LGBTQ plus people, they may have gone through hell. We can talk about the AIDS epidemic. We can talk about everything that yeah. has happened, sure. but never have they been enslaved. Sure. And that is a whole nother... <laughs> area that like, oh yeah so and like and that's this this when you try to to make sure that we talk about these things to, to understand the boundaries and it is they're difficult conversations oh, absolutely. but as as you know as somebody who is white and recognizes the privilege that comes with my skin color it's something that i continue to challenge myself to have difficult conversations and i'm gonna stumble and i'm not always gonna say the right thing but yeah. i'm like with ian what we've always connected on is our hearts and mm -hmm. like how yeah. he views people and that yeah. is something that, again, maybe I say the wrong thing and I have a lot of things to unlearn, but I'm still, sure. you know, training myself to not be biased and have these like inherent biases and, and, and preconceived notions about people. And I think being a part of a minority group has helped me, to be honest with you, as being a woman that identifies as gay. And so it's, it's sometimes sitting back and knowing when to talk and then knowing when to, to, to listen as well. Sure, sure. But we're in America. Why can't we sit... This is... A, okay, let's just be honest. This is the greatest country, right? Let's Everyone says, let's just say, yeah. this America is the greatest country. <laughs> Why can't we set the standard and be like open to everything? Why can't we be that country to let everything go and like, and like accept everybody? We'll be the greatest country. Even like it just I don't understand. The the potential's there. We we're so competitive. Our country's so competitive, <laughs> uh, but yet we we're losing at some of this stuff. I think one of the one of the biggest hurdles that we've had, and you kind of brought this up, Ian, was you know, acceptance. Yeah. There's a big dichotomy between um, you know, 
civil rights and, and you know uh, letting you know ending ending segregation and and gay rights and, and letting you know uh, gays and lesbians get married yeah, that's and the, and accepting it those are those are two thing. very different yeah, worlds no. just because you know you get the right to do something now legally it doesn't mean that people are going to accept you and so they're, they're two very separate lanes two very separate problems that you have to tackle at the same time everybody thought you know what was it 2015 uh, when um, the Supreme Court uh, passed um, gay marriage yeah. I think it was it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Unbelievable. And everyone was unbelievable. Right? Yeah, like sweet. We did, like we're the, done, and it's yeah. like no. just because you pass yeah. the law doesn't mean that you know your grandma and grandpa, or your next door neighbors, or you know the kids down the street, or whoever uh, is going to accept it. And so I think that's that's one of the biggest hurdles that we've had in this country, whether it's um, racism or um, gay rights or whatever it is, the Irish, uh, we women's rights. There's always been this thing where you know we pass these laws and give people these rights and then I we struggle we for a century laws. to 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 create the acceptance we, yeah but we have to pass laws for this stuff like well, really? absolutely that's the, that doesn't make right. sense to me right i don't understand like i just i don't know i'm canadian so we're different uh, i mean we're, so, we're different we're you know different. one we're of the things i want to so. get into is sort of you know uh, or, or at least you know all of our history but you know this episode is called that's so gay and we're naming that for a very specific reason because I used to say that phrase. We've all heard. I oh, that's every, so gay. Yeah, that's I so think, gay. I think. I, yeah. I used to say that before my sister came out to me. She came out to me when she was when I was seventeen. Um, I remember we were working at uh, this grocery store. Uh, we both worked there, and you know, she sat me down and she said, "Well, I met someone," and I was like, "Oh, really? Who is he?" And she's like, "Well, it's a she," and I was like. I didn't know. Oh, I, you okay. know, I grew up yeah. in Grafton. Like, I didn't. There was. <laughs> it was a very closed off sort of like little city. Yeah. I didn't know what gay was. I didn't. I didn't even know that boys and boys being together and girls and girls being together was a thing. Hmm. And so when she came out to me, I remember my first reaction was, oh, "Are you happy?" And Aww. she started like crying. <laughs> and it never yeah. crossed my mind to think that that was something that was bizarre or weird or unorthodox, because that shit's passed down. Mm. That's learned. You know, we had um, uh, Speak Life Shawnee on here when we were talking about r racism, and, and that, that, that's not something people are born with. Um, being homophobic uh, or, or transgenderphobic, that's that's something that you learn, and you learn that from your parents. You learn it from a lack of education. You learn it from um, media and, and cinema and TV mocking uh, stuff like that. You look at Ace Ventura, and remember he would. You know, I don't know if you ever saw that movie, yeah. but you know, there's a scene in that where he. Um, Damn, you'd be watching some. I know <laughs> where he, he kisses Mark. what he thinks is a girl, <laughs> and he finds out that it was a Medical transgender <laughs> woman. It was actually a man, and he brushes his teeth and all this stuff. And it's like, so when you watch that thing, when you watch that stuff over and over and over, is someone like me who who grew up not knowing what that is. That that's your only education, yeah. and so it's well. Now flip it, if I may interrupt you, sure. and put and be the. person person that right. is kissed and so and that's that's what i think is is the issue and you can talk about that when it comes to any minority group you know like exactly. you look at the roles in which people are portrayed as and mm -hmm. so that purse that character that ace kissed the trans person yeah was then deemed that was gross and yep. that was disgusting and that was wrong and so and i'll talk about internalizing that over and over yep. and over and mm -hmm. over and over and over again right and that's and, that's the, and the, sh the shame that you you know you can feel and and it, it makes you probably not want to come out or yep. not you know not let people know the mental energy that probably goes into hiding who you are and, and how you feel has to be Exhausting. I can't. I can't imagine what it was like for my sister to have to to hold that in. Well, for, I for think all those even years. then to conform. So even if you know that you are you are you deviate, if you will, sure. like outside of the norm, right? Yeah. As myself, and I have found it. It is exhausting to still sometimes. People know I'm gay, right? They that I identify. I'm not. That's something that I've talked about comfortably for years. But there are still sometimes, as a grown adult, where I feel that I won't say certain things, I won't talk about certain things, because I don't want to make somebody else uncomfortable. Sure. And that is a burden. That's something that I personally carry and yeah. do myself. And so, um, dang, yeah, that kind of sucks. But I feel you. I f I feel where you're coming from. And it's so it, but it is, it's something yeah. that I think, you know, like I, I carry with me yeah. still to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, again, I'm a grown adult. Yeah. I'm very comfortable with yeah. who I am, but I will put other people before myself. And okay. so the, you like internalize all these things. So whether that means 
how I dress or how I present myself or again, things I talk about or things I don't talk about or how I'll skate around certain things. And it, I find myself doing it. And it's interesting because again, I think it's a disservice because if I don't share my story, then how are they going to know maybe otherwise something well, exactly. else that's different? Exactly. I got a cool question to ask you, DJ. Yes. Shana. So yes, like, sir. so now like, okay, like where do you go and meet these girls now? Like, cause what? I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying because like the gay bars now, like, which I love, mm, let, I feel let's like, get into that. I feel like the gay bars, they're not died off, but I feel like now it's kind of cool to like, I, I mean, I go to, I went to tons of gay bars. Like I just think, it's getting to be not like the norm, but I think it's cool now, right? You're going out, you see all buddies. Where do you go? Like, what do you do? Like, how does this work? Like, I just want to. Ian, see- that is a phenomenal million dollar question. Yeah, man. like I want to <laughs> know. Like, I think one of the coolest things about how um, LGBT culture has evolved, and I can only speak yeah. for myself on the girl side and my experience is that there is no longer a stereotype yes, and good. um so it and for me to be honest it makes it more difficult to meet women because that i don't make assumptions on people's sexuality that is yeah. a good point. and so like you know Ooh, like I, I didn't think about that you're right i feel like i walk in and i've you know like yeah you can see a rainbow flag and you're like, <laughs> sure, sure. It. like we called me a six footer right yeah. like you can tell six feet away like there she is yeah and T- typically for me again personally i'm attracted to women that are more feminine that don't dress like me nice. that and so however that evolves but then i don't i don't know like how do yeah. you how do you ask somebody like that's are you what like I'm saying. and i don't i don't have the i love it that's <laughs> what i'm saying i'm gonna be her wing like i'm just gonna we're gonna go out we're just gonna be like hey like we're just gonna hang out let's it. so let's back up a little what? bit because i i, I want to talk, talk about, about the the, yep. the decline of gay bars yeah and, you know is it last call for gay bars um because because um, I go to them all the time. Like, well, not all the time, but you know, uh, that I, used to be I, a safe spot, right? Well, I go with my of, sister, and you know, yeah. and I mean, I have a shitload of family members and friends that I probably am friends and have more family uh, of people who are, are, are gay that aren't. Mm-hmm. And so, um, going to gay bars is it's a huge thing. Going to drag shows is like I, I love doing that stuff, and, and it's sad. Um, kind of seeing the decline of it, and so um, I did. I did a little research. You know, I got my facts, he, Ian. This boy got so numbers on numbers. It really began around 2002 when the decline started happening. Um, and between 2007 and 2019, as many as 37 to 40 percent of gay bars in the U.S. have closed. Right now, there's only 15 lesbian bars left in the United States. 15. I think it's 30. I don't want to. So there was a documentary done, and, okay. and Walker's Pint is a part of it. So I think it's at. I don't want to like. Uh, but well, this was according to the ACA, uh, the uh, ASA. Okay, there. So I th- there's not a lot. There's but a, is that no, a bad there's thing? not a is lot. Is that a bad thing it's, or a good no. thing? Well, I'm so to figure out. I think it's a bad thing. I think is it is a bad thing and because you know, ahead. like you said, huh. um, gay bars are more than just like. A bar. A, a, pl- a bar. It's a it's a safe haven for yeah. people that may not be out. Like Shauna said, it's a place where you can walk in and you know if you see a girl there, you know, chances are there's a 99% chance that, yeah. you know, she's a lesbian. Or if you're a gay man, you know that if there's a guy there, you can or slide into up women. to him. Yeah. If yeah. they identify. Exactly. Or you don't think it's changing yeah. where now they're getting, we're getting more comfortable and they're well, just like, dude, I, that, I'm that going is, out. I should be able to go to this bar too just because I think one of the way. one of the reasons you know? why, you know, we're slowly seeing them die off is because acceptance yep. is up. Yeah. Um, I think other things, apps like Grindr, it makes it much easier. Instead of having yeah, to wait till true. the weekend to I go mean, to a gay bar, you can, you now you can hop on an app and you can meet someone anywhere, true. anytime, any place. And, and so I think it's, it's a lot of things. Um, that are contributing to the death of it, but it is a problem because it is a safe haven for a, a lot of people in the community. Uh, it is a place where they can be themselves and they're not going to be judged. Yes, you can probably go into some bar downtown in the third ward and and, and be yourself, but like you, you're not going to go there and really dress the way you want or really act the way you want. Or well, to speak on that, it I think it's about community, exa- and that's and that that's too. the part. So the the sad part is, and so there's a really cool documentary, and I feel terrible, but so we have Walker's Pint where I started DJing, which is on Second and National, yeah. right? Um, so Betsy, that is technically a lesbian bar, but again, to your point, it doesn't mean 
that I anybody can go, can yeah, go in there yeah, and yeah. it's and it's and that's what it is meant to be is is a space that is welcoming and it, betsy's been around for over 20 years wow. and so yeah. she i do think that it's it's around 30 so whether it's 15 or 30 yeah. lesbian bars in the country that's not is astounding and so um again i feel terrible um an actor from orange is the new black did this doc yeah. project during um like the court during quarantine. Okay. And so Betsy's a part of it. Walker's pint oh, is a wow. part of it. And it's, it's, we have like, check it out. you do. Uh, and it's, we have a really cool piece of history that is like literally in our backyard that awesome. I cherish because like selfishly, I would not be who I am without Walker's pint and without oh, Betsy. Yeah. And so while I can go anywhere holding my girlfriend's hand, right. And yeah. be myself, yeah. It, there's something different about a community and that's what we look at is again experiences and people who again if you identify as lgbtq plus or you don't and you're an ally and you're in that space there's something about being together oh, absolutely. that like you said is it's it, it's it's what makes the gay bars special sure and that is you know they started I mean, you look at the history of gay bars and it started because they, people had to hide who they were exactly. and they were secret and yeah. they were, you know, like in alleys and yeah. blacked out windows. Yeah. And that's why you look at the Again, the buildings like that's Betsy talks about it. Yeah. She wanted windows. She wanted really Sweet. big windows. She wanted people to be able to see in and mm -hmm. look out nice. that like this is our world and we belong here just as much. But you can also feel safe because I can't like I just had an event at the pint. We were outside. Did a dunk tank for a fundraiser for the pint, and I met people that weren't out that are my age, that are peers, that just That's they crazy. live in a different part of the state, and this that was like where they come That's on the weekends, crazy. and they're my and and like you said, I'm never judging it, but yeah. it breaks my heart yep. that they feel that yep. way, that they've been brought up that way, sure. and so it's it's some it, it definitely is special, and it's definitely something that I cherish and. Um, again, the people that have come, I am only speaking on the pint. We have such a plethora of a, a amazing, I think, gay and lesbian, um, bars and clubs in our city. And I think we have, we have a pretty great neighborhood. Yeah. Um, but it is something that I think that we do have to value and we can't let them, we have to continue to support them because Absolutely. it's, it's the community side of it is, um, I think what is even bigger than the bar itself. Yeah. The community side. So what about, what about like the youth? Yes. Ooh, like, I know. like touching on a kid. Like, I mean, I got two daughters. Uh, well, I'm I'm different. I grew up. To, I'm. They can do whatever they want as long as they're loved. As long as they are good people, I'm fine with it. But what about if you got the youth that, like, maybe their parents are still like, no, you can't do that. You got to wear this. You, I mean, and you've seen all that stuff on Instagram, viral stuff, where yeah. the dad's like punching the boy because mm. he doesn't want him to. You know what I mean? He's trying to punch it out of him, and it's like some of that stuff. It makes me cry almost. And it's like, because I have kids, right? I would never ever tell my kid they can't love someone because of their just their different gender or mm -hmm. their feeling or their color i could just never put a stipulation that how could you do that that's going to bring your kid happiness and i i just don't understand i, I just don't get it it's just like racism too right? right it's like it's it doesn't make sense but how do how do the youth did you deal it when when you were younger like how did you do that i didn't with my family but there were external factors and there were things i was actually there's like a story my freshman or sophomore year in high school for me um a very popular clothing store at the time i don't like to mention what it is because then i date myself yes. <laughs> but a uh, very popular clothing store at the time that everybody was wearing and so i remember walking in my aunt took me like back to school shopping yeah. and so i remember like looking and you know it's very it's right this is the quote oh, girl side this is the quote boy side so, so i looked in and i look at the where i'm supposed yeah. to go at the girl side and i was like yo i want that button up maybe Right, no, it's not gonna. A, I didn't like it on the girl <laughs> side. Like, I mean, Martin already knows where this story is yeah. going. But no, like, I wanted nothing to do with that side of the floor on the girl side. <laughs> like, and then it didn't fit me. Like, that was the other crazy part. That was yeah. like they changed their sizing like drastically. And so I look over to my left oh, on so the boy side. The we're looking at V-necks. Right, I was looking at button ups, oh, and I was like, all right, let's go. So Dang. my aunt lets me go ham, like no judgment. And people at the store, I remember, right? were like looking at me kind of funny. And they're like, and so you talk about that too. Like I developed a weird thing about shopping in stores because again, Dang, I never see? really wore like women's clothes. Sucks, and so man. it was like this whole like breaking down 
you know, again, like these boxes. So I show up to school in one of my yeah. new button up shirts and yeah. I, and the guy who was, so I was a point guard on our basketball team. The guy who was a starting point guard on the boys team had the same, same shirt, shirt on that day. And I oh, just, it dang. was relent. Like the kids, kids were just relentless about it. And it's something that I'll Damn, never forget. Dude. And so that's deep. It's a, and it's clothes, right? Yeah. And that's it. And like I didn't even think twice about it. Yeah. I was again. I put it on. I felt comfortable. I didn't. Think, well, yeah, I didn't like, like for me. I didn't want to be a boy. It was just like that's this a is, good shirt. This, I, I right. Like I like this shirt. Yeah. It fits me nice. Like I like how it looks. Like let's roll. Got to go to school. And so there's so many things that you look at that have you know continued to just like chip away. When you just have to continue to try to be, you know, figure out where that community comes in. And mm-hmm. to answer your question, Ian, for kids, I can't tell you how many times I've DJed at Milwaukee Pride Fest. Okay. And how many times I have teenagers come up to me bawling. And ask, how do you do, right? Like, just for bawling, some help, right? Right. That they, again, come from <laughs> middle of nowhere, Midwest, USA, and this is the only weekend that they have where they can hold their significant other's hand, so bad, where they feel like they're a part of a family. Oh, I hate that. They feel like they're a part of a community. They feel welcome. They feel safe. And so you look at all of these things. And so it goes back to Martin. Like we said, we, yeah, we've made progress. But exactly. But, but no, not why enough. Do I know, not why enough. do I know 14 year old exactly. kids that 2021. are 2021? Exactly. exactly. That's not right. And so that's. It's and this is this might be a little deep, but this is sometimes where I think I get exhausted and without I'm gonna try to put this in the best words I can. I feel like this is my job. Is like who I am. You, it's like you have to be I an advocate. Like you, it sometimes it gets tiring. You're like, it, I don't want to. Yeah, but you have to. Dude. If I, I can't stop being me, I can't. I'm not ready to stop DJing. I'm not ready to stop talking about. LGBTQ plus issues. I'm not ready to stop talking about the suicide rate in LGBTQ yep. plus kids. I'm not ready to stop talking about the homelessness rate in LGBTQ plus oh, kids, dang. especially trans kids. Yep. So like all these things that like I'm not ready to stop doing. And so like you mentioned, Ian, I feel like one of my life purposes is to continue to be comfortable in my own skin so that if you look at me, whether, however, if you're a boy, if you're a girl, if you're non-binary, if you, I agree. you, you, whatever you are, I think there are kids that see something in me and not even just kids. I will go so far and I hope this isn't coming across as arrogance or like, but I feel it. It's it's peers and people that are older than me that are inspired with like, how do you, again, how do you do what you do? And I just feel like this is my purpose. And so music and being on these platforms, I'm being a part of the Bucks championship team in a very male dominated world. Like it's this, it's important in my opinion. You're br- you're breaking uh, so many norms oh and so many, so many what people think are social laws and social rules, and, and you're doing things that honestly no one else has done, and so it's no wonder people look up to you and and you feel that energy from people because you're inspiring to them. There's a, there's a lot of kids out there who you know probably haven't come out or they they don't know what they are, but they know that they identify with your motivation, mm-hmm. who you are, your confidence up yeah. there on the stage, and that that means something to them. They don't they don't know what it means, but the, but they feel something and they're like they probably you don't feel alone anymore. I think there's a lot of people that you know we all can uh, look up to and be like that's what I identify with, whatever it is, and so I think that's why you feel that. I think, thank you. I think another part of it is too, and I've talked to peers, like people that I've gone to high school with, and whether they've been my teammates at at Madison, like when I played ball, and and I never had somebody. Yeah. And I'm not that old. I'm not that old. And that's the other crazy thing thing, is like, I, so you want to talk about, I never, I want to talk about this. Like, I never said, I don't remember saying that's gay. I remember yeah, hearing me, it. Yeah, me either. But yeah, I remember I hearing I it constantly, yeah. and I I respect that. Yeah. But oh, you shouldn't. I no, no <laughs> you you own it. But you, you didn't own know, it. Yeah. Right, it's you, not your fault. Right. If you said it now, we yeah, we, we, that'd we, be a problem. We'd have to talk about this. We'd have to turn that camera on. <laughs> right, right. I did just come from jujitsu. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I didn't know what I was until I knew what that word was. So, like you said, it was constantly around me. Everybody said it. It and it was you know, and you talk about again making fun of minority groups or however you want to talk about that like that doesn't feel good when you're that kid right that then all of a sudden you're like that's me 
and they're talking yeah. about things negatively yeah. using a word that that's me. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that again, when I was, I wish that when I was fourteen, fifteen, when I was in high school, to be uh, honest, which that is I, not that long ago. It really isn't. I know I'm older, but, like, but in the grand scheme, in the grand scheme of right. things, that's, yeah. that's a long time for you to Damn. not to not have someone that you could look up to or identify with. And only being 10, 15 years ago, however long ago it was, that's not that long ago. And no. so it really goes back to the whole accepting thing in, in, in the culture and how, yeah, we have all these rights and laws that we've passed, but we are really, really far behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I want to get into is, and kind of circle back to, is is the way that um, LGBTQ people have been portrayed in the media. And so one of my favorite shows... Pose. Po- yeah. How did you know I was going with this? I know. I, Pose, I never watched it. You never watched it? Okay, so Pose is Dang. it's basically three things. It's a it's a, a fictional story okay. about um uh, real life events. Yeah, oh, of yeah, real life events. And it's basically about like the underground trans ball culture with oh, an emphasis nice. on like trans oh. people of color. Okay. Um back in was it New York? Yeah. Like Greenwich Village. Yeah. Back in like the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Um they touched on like the AIDS epidemic. Oh, I gotta watch that. Um right. I think it's a oh, I wouldn't say touched on. It's yeah, like it's, it's, probably the whole second third yeah. well yeah the whole second yeah. third season. Um it's got Billy Porter. Um and then they actually they cast real um trans actors in Which it. Which is incredible. Yeah. Well, um Dominic Jackson, MJ Rodriguez, yeah. um India Moore, mm. no relation. <laughs> um but it, when I watch, when I finished that show, and I watched how well done it was, mm. and how meticulous it was, and how much care the directors and the team and the actors put into telling this story, um, and in the the love that they put into into letting the world see what it was like, not only being a trans person back then, but what it's probably like still now, it's very difficult to watch any movie super bad. Ace Ventura, anything out now that mocks that stuff. It's it's yeah. fucking infuriating yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. to see a gay joke and, and see see people who have gone through that shit mocked and, and be used at the butt of a joke. And so it circling back to, you know, kids growing up and trying to to find their place in the world and who they are and what they identify with. When you have adults making movies and TV shows and and commercials making fun of who you are and who you're going to be, that has to be a horrible fucking thing for a kid. And it's no, it's, I'm not surprised that the suicide rate is so high because we, we treat so many people in this country as less than human, as the butt of a fucking joke. And it's frustrating having to watch my sister go through that, having to watch aunts and uncles go through that, having to watch friends go through that. Um, well, I can't imagine what it's like living it. It's people valuing you know? life, though. Exactly. We're all human beings. Like that's the end of the, like at the end of the day, we're all human beings, mm-hmm. and it's it's just the love for human beings. So like, if you're not accepting these people, you're something's got to be wrong with you. Yes. You're evil. Like yes. you you the person's the same thing, but they like a certain color. They like a certain hmm. way. How can you hate somebody for that? I I I don't know. Maybe again, I can't wrap my head around it. Maybe I guess I'm why do you ca- why do, why would someone care? Why why do you care I, exactly. about things if people do that don't affect exactly. you? Exactly. I I can't speak on that. All I can have. Oh is, my god! Is the like, gays are mowing their lawn. Right? Oh my god! The lesbians <laughs> no, are paying but, their taxes. But, 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 like yeah. what the fuck do but, you care? But DJ, why do you like, care? Yeah. What about if you're out there? You're mowing. <laughs> Right, you're mowing, or you're it's doing just, something. Let's just say manly. Um, <laughs> and what would you do if someone came up to you and been like, "What are you doing? Why are your you husband's doing not doing that." Or like, what? Like, yeah, or maybe that's why you need a man. Or like, what would you say to that if someone hits you with something like that? And let's be honest, I want your real answer. Yeah. That like, n- the cameras are not there. It's not DJ Shauna. <laughs> it's whatever you want to do. So practice I practice uh, that jujitsu. Right? Yeah, shit. yeah. <laughs> why do you think I, I practice jujitsu Krav Maga? Right. Um, you know I. As a again, as somebody that is a woman and identifies as a woman, I am very sensitive to words, and so I want to I want to make sure we come back to pose because yeah. there's there's a lot of things that I think are very important to that. But do I want to lead answer- with hate, or do you lead with like um, education? I, I tr- education? so so it, I I guess candidly I. Uh, that is often there. Those are often moments where I don't know how to respond because I know what I want to say, but I again don't want to hurt or yeah, offend this person that, yeah, that comes at me. At but I don't think that that's always the best yeah, thing in the it, world. And so I wait. I need. I am constantly working on better ways to find like 
not necessarily snarky or sassy ways, but it's like a, this clever response. Yeah. And so there are a lot of, I'm very, very, very sensitive to gender roles. I'm very sensitive to being mansplained. I'm mm. very, like, again, being in a male-dominated industry, I'm very sensitive to when and how men talk to me and even women will talk to me and like I released my first song and I can't tell you how many people I had to explain like how they're like so what did you do (laughs) I'm like what do you mean what like that's not you singing I was like I know like have you do you ask Diplo this like do you ask like A-Track like do you ask Marshmallow like I go down the line like and so I don't know the answers to that I just know I think it's weird she's so nice about it I would be like <laughs> so, that's so funny. So it is. It's interesting because again, I'm me, and yeah. I love cutting the grass. So if you have grass you want me to cut, I will come <laughs> cut it because I do not have grass to cut anymore. <laughs> and so, like, I love doing those things. And like, you talk about gender roles, and you, you know, like my brain immediately we're staring at like an old school refrigerator that looks like it's from the '60s yeah, and '70s. That is crazy. Like at that time, you know, like I see you had your uh, your thing of ice delivered, and they right, put it there. I see <laughs> your dry you know ass. the quote, you know, perfect family, a man and a woman in their little perfect house with Mm. this little pastel refrigerator and the (laughs) woman's in the kitchen and the man carries the briefcase and like all these things that you have to break down that like that's not my story yeah um but i do i i want to continue to work on building a a better vernacular for if you will comebacks on on things like that yeah and i'm getting better it it depends i did have a a gig actually recently where i had a guy that wouldn't stop talking about how good he thought I was as a DJ and he like this was a two hour long set and he like he came up to me and he kept saying stuff and I just I couldn't understand why he was saying these things and he came up and he's like damn are you coming for our jobs or something and I literally (laughs) took my headphones off and I looked at him and I will tell you I was exhausted this was after the Bucks (laughs) championship run and I looked at him I said bro do you I was like I do that I'm a full-time DJ and I'm not trying to flex, like, but I, this is what I do. This is how I pay my bills. Yes. Like, I am a, this is what I do. And he's like, I, I DJ <laughs> and I, like, on the weekends. And I was like, do you, I literally asked him, Ian, like, a look to, in his face. I was like, do you expect <laughs> me to be Good. a less than DJ because I do not have a penis? Yes. And he did Hell not know how to that's respond what he, to that. What he was saying was, for a girl, you're a pretty good exactly. DJ. Exactly. I don't that's do well so with fun. qualifiers. You can throw really no. good for a girl. That's, that's what drives me nuts because yeah. it's like, what, a boy can't look up to her, but a girl can? Like, I hate that. I'm like, no. Right. I even told some of the kids, like, no, go check out DJ Sean, boys and girls. Like, you should be able to be, like, on that pedestal sometimes when guys can look at you too. You can't just be, like, and I think vice versa too with male athletes. You can look up at, like, a Carly Lloyd. I'm a soccer player or... Megan Rapino, you can look at those girls and be like, yo, I want to be like that, right? They're ballers just because they play in a girl's sport. Like, that doesn't... Well, it comes back to, a, like, the male standard. Yeah. And, yes. it's, and, then, and I know I'm sitting at a table with two incredible men oh, that yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> but male has been set as the standard. I hate that. Well, I got two White daughters. Male. Yeah. No, no yeah. but I think that maybe... I don't know why I'm different, but maybe because I got two daughters. Yeah. Now I see what they go through. So maybe, I don't know, maybe my head would be, clear, would be different, but... I just see it different because I want them to be 100%. I want to be kings and queens. Why yeah. can't they be a king? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because they're, oh, they're always queens. Yes, queen, but that's good too. But no, I want them to be. Why can't the king be a woman? <laughs> hey, what? Well, that would be the queen. No, no, but we're switching that label though. <laughs> they're running. The queen's always kind of in the let's, back. So let's get, into the, let's get into the next 20 years because we, we, okay. we kind of know where we've come the the last 20 years let's get into the to the next 20 years and let's kind of end with this um where where Ooh. are we going to where are we going to be Ooh. with with gay rights and uh, the lgbt L, boy it's such a hard thing to lgbtq plus community hey. where are we where are we going to be when it comes to to families and to um politics and like i i have a friend who lives in florida he's a huge republican uh and him and his husband uh his uh, his husband is a huge democrat and i don't understand how they live together and they don't kill each other but you know are we going to start seeing um more people coming out in in, in political sides that typically we don't see what what does the next 20 years look like just as far as where we're, where you think we're going to be i think 
so there, I think there's a lot. That's a big question. It is a big question. <laughs> and and so there's a couple of things. So one, I love what the recent census has, has again, like I like stats, I like science. And the recent census is that our, you know, we have our other demographics that other than white are, are growing. Yeah. And, and that is, you talk about the melting pot, you talk about the United States, you talk about the American dream. Sure. That's, that's what I'm excited about is that there are other demographics that are now not necessarily going to be minority based off of numbers. Sure. Um, yeah. Like when racism will die, when everybody's mixed, that's, that's when it's going to die in Ian's world. Yes. That's when it's yeah. going to die. That's the reason. Everyone's yeah. going to be mixed. Right. You can't make fun of me because you're, yeah, you have, that's the only way. Yep. It's the only way it's going to happen. And so I think that by having other voices at the table is mm-hmm. really, really, really important. Absolutely. And we're watching yeah, that huge. happening. We're watching that happening. And so we're getting people at the table, which have stereotypically been straight white men, that in my opinion, there's always enough for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so that means that like, if I'm at the table, I'm going to scoot over and I'm going to try to make as much room for somebody else that I, if I look around and I see like, this is a, a room full of white people yeah. we need to fix that yeah like I mean, that's not oh, an accurate representation 100 percent. so can the we human see race. a gay Ex- president oh absolutely oh, i mean man. pete buttigieg was right. running I, I think we're not going to see the last of him that's yeah. and I, I think it would be that's great refreshing we still, oh, we still don't have a woman president right i know so i think to answer the question is i think we still have a long way to go yeah. it's the same with social justice issues yeah. we have a long way to go but we can't stop working and the cool thing is is i think we have to have continue to have conversations like this but then we also have to have action, action. Mm-hmm. and there has to be action and there ha- whether that means i'm continuing to work on being a better anti-racist yeah. i want to be somebody that is not just an ally but stands up when there's like shit going down yeah. and I don't let it happen sure. because yeah. I know there have been times where I see something and, you just pass, and I stand, you just, I yeah, have stood yeah, there yeah. and that's the same thing when I'm watching somebody get bullied or if I see something online I will tell you I'm a I'm a part of a group to be honest of DJs in in our city and I don't I'm not going to put any names on blast but there are times in that Facebook group where I call most of these guys out on things that they're talking about. I started they, doing that a little bit. I didn't want to, but I started doing that too and on Instagram. I, to be honest, I don't get and and the reason I feel like I don't go around trying to make fights <laughs> yeah, yeah, online, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. Facebook. <laughs> but this is this was yeah. a it, this group was built for Milwaukee DJs, and they make jokes about homosexuality, and they make these comments, and they talk about you know they talk about sexist things, and I will step That's up, good. and I'll be honest, like after the Bucks championship i have felt like you can't touch me like i'm not and i'm not arrogant about it like come like i finally feel like i have two legs to stand on when i'm talking to my peers that are predominantly men and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna allow that because i know i've been in that group for years and i've just read that stuff and i've internalized it so uh, there are oh, a couple hundred people in there. There has to be somebody else that it also hits directly. Mm-hmm. And this is meant to be a support group for DJs. Like, this is a little local, like, Milwaukee thing. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how we can get to that far. So the the point, I think, is is that we have to continue, like, to be, to be better. Sure. We have to continue to grow. We have to continue to learn, make room at the table, and understand that we're going to slip up sometimes. Yeah. And we're gonna make mistakes, but I'm not all about cancel culture. Yeah. And I think that's how you talk about being an athlete. Can you imagine if you like every time you turn the ball over, yeah. you got canceled? Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. It, it would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you right. suck. You're right. Out. You're, okay. But like yeah. that's how you learn. Yeah. You make less turnovers yeah. then, right? I can understand if you continue to make the same mistake, then we're gonna cut your ass. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like it's true. I don't agree with cancel culture. And so um, I think that's where we have to learn and grow. We have to be held accountable and hold other people accountable. Mm. And I'm excited to see where things go, but I, I think we definitely have a long way to go because, again, you look at the suicide rate. Like the Trevor Project is one of the most yeah. amazing like projects, I think, that exists out there. If you ever need help and you want to talk to somebody, there's Sweet. somebody there 24-7. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And you talk about like texting. You don't have to have a face. Yeah. You can be anonymous. Sweet. Like There's so many um, resources, but... I don't want to have to have those resources yeah. at some point. So, you know, part of um, acceptance and part of of rights and part of progress, um, you know, comes at the cost 
or the cost, one of the casualties of that is is losing gay bars and kind of possibly losing that sort of community and getting to this paradisical world where everybody lives together without confrontation. Do you ever do you ever think about that and think about what would what would it really be like if this this world was all accepting and I didn't have to worry you know I do be, because that, have you because, been to Pride <laughs> yeah right have you been to Pride because you know you, you think about you think about That'd some of that amazing. stuff and, and you know some some of the some of the things like like Pride Fest and stuff like that 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 exists because the world is not all accepting and mm. you you know you need that place to to go to and have that community you need those those bars do you ever worry that those things in the Fifty years, a hundred years, two hundred years from now, could go away as more people accept, and, and it becomes more normal, more acceptable. I don't. I th- and I'm. I think I'm quick to that one because we have Irish Fest, we've got yeah, Festa Italiana, got, yeah, we got, got yeah. Yeah, like I so. Like it's a. It's again. It's a history. It's a culture. Yeah, it's yeah. a community, and we need to understand Stonewall. We need to understand mm. that we would not have Pride Fest without Black women, without Black trans women, mm. and those are. That's important yeah. history sure. that a lot of people don't understand. So like Pose, that when you talk about music, yeah. you talk about culture, you talk about it. influence. Yeah. These we we have Black women, Black trans women, and I know that Pose is fictional, but it is based off yeah. of real life. Yes. it this. is based, and yeah. so. The whole Vogue. I hope I'm not ruining this for anybody. <laughs> no, nah, it's good. No, good. The, like so, Madonna's Vogue. That is a direct. There, you. We oh, can trace it. Wow. It was directly. I will culture. say stolen. It was stolen from <laughs> black women ballroom culture. Yeah. And so you look at wow. how white people have continued to Dang. use their platform and be Madonna. Like yeah. of all people, yeah. and and I don't know that she's ever come out and talked about it, but this it, it can be traced, and and it's crazy, it crazy because in the in, you know in the in the episodes that they talk about it, they finally the 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 community in Pose finally feels seen mm-hmm. because Madonna's doing what they're doing, and so they finally feel like they got a leg up on the world, and like they're gonna have a little bit more of a foothold to like step up and not have to be homeless and not have to be looked down upon but it was ultimately you look at to me again music like i would not be a dj without without black men like that's where hip-hop culture started that's where dj culture started house music started in the black community like you look at all these things that we have to pay homage to and it's i just don't think that pride is ever going to be able to go away because we have to continue to celebrate those things better not go away right and we have to understand that this all started because of a riot yeah and this all started because of police brutality against a group of people that were not accepted and that's what pride is and um Ultimately, you know, it's celebrating love and it's celebrating acceptance and diversity. So I don't think it will ever go away. Mark, I, th- I think that that documentation and that that historical preservation is going to be is going to be vital going forward and making sure that right. we we talk about Stonewall and we talk about um, the AIDS epidemic and we talk about all the things that you know uh, we probably really aren't taught. Uh, as kids when we're in, in, in school. Um, and, and we make sure we preserve that history and we talk about it and we learn from it. Could um, you imagine if the AIDS epidemic, instead of like just burning through the, like the gay yeah. world, yeah. it was attacking straight white men? Boy, we would have oh, we would we would have found a, a, point. a, a, a cure for it a Knowledge, whole hell of a lot faster. That's well, true. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it is true. But it is. It you can, is, you can apply is, that yeah. to basically anything. Basically anything. <laughs> what if it was happening to straight white men? Yeah. You, Martin, things you know things get I'm, fixed a whole lot fucking faster. Yeah. Martin, I'm a little I'm a little sad though because I should have my birthday's coming up and is I should have booked her. Probably two years in advance because now <laughs> she's now, big bucks. Because she's now, big bucks now. Now it's gonna yeah. Now I'm thinking. I was like looking. I'm like oh my gosh. It's gonna probably cost wait. What are you doing for your birthday? I don't know yet. That's oh. why it's on the 27th. So I got time oh. to think. But I don't know how I'm gonna book her now. It's gonna be <laughs> how much do you go for a booking? You think? She's or what's time. the most? Let's no, just, I don't want. Don't you have to be big time? But no. let's just be. What about if somebody was like million bucks an hour? Yeah. Like what about if some? No, seriously. What about if some NBA basketball player was like, dude, I love what you do. And they'll throw in ridiculous, but like. I don't know, maybe like like fifty. No, come on, you know she's so much. No. She's so never and no. nice. I don't know. I mean, it's a still it's a job and it's got to be viable. Yeah, but what about if someone was like, dude, I want to hire you for like 
Fifty k, you wouldn't take it. She, oh, I, I would take it. If okay, that's good. what they put okay, on the table. Good. They're like, all right, thank good. you. All right, come up with me. Shauna, thank you so much for coming Yo, on here. I, I really wanted to. Yes. I, I could talk to, to her forever. <laughs> listen more than talk. Yeah. Um, and, and and it was really humbling and honoring to 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 listen to you and your story and hear about your successes. Um, yeah. and and you know, it's, listening, re-listening to this episode when it comes out, it's gonna l- let me reflect on you know uh, the people that I care about and love who are in my family, my friends, you, um, and, and really reflect on the struggles you've went through and the successes um, and the triumphs that you guys have uh, have you know gotten to. Participate in yeah, and, I hope and enjoy. Kids, I hope kids and it's, really it's, it's seriously that, yeah. we'll, we'll, and you inspire them. Putting everything aside, just you as a person, and, and you know, you and I sat down a couple of years ago, and I remember you were really <laughs> frustrated with your brand, and you were really frustrated with like, you know, where am I going to be? I'm working, I'm doing all this shit and DJing, and I, you know, I, I just don't know where I'm going to be. You know, to see you now, and you know, I texted you this last night, in in what you've accomplished and everything. I'm not surprised at all. And so yeah, I, I, I celebrate and I'm happy for you, but I'm not surprised. I always knew it was a matter of time before you were going to get to here, and I know that you're not done. So Thank you. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day oh. to, to DJ, come Sean, on the where, show. Where can they find you, man? Like, give me the give me the, where they can look you up. Instagram, everywhere. everywhere. I'm Let on me, what, Instagram, Facebook, at DJ Shauna, S-H-A-W-N-A. What's your MySpace? You know what? Um, I've been trying to actually get back into my MySpace. I couldn't log like, into mine either. I can't. I feel like they've like it was my old undergrad email yeah. that I don't have yeah. access to. Was it an AOL email or something? No, it was was it was <laughs> wisp.edu where I went to, yeah. And so I can't get into MySpace. Oh, darn you. So yeah, if you want to book her, man, find her, whatever. I'm on you guys the tiki talkie too. Hey, <laughs> she's doing all that stuff. So hey, make sure you find her, make sure you like look her up. Like make sure you do whatever. If you want to book her, she's the best. Hey, DJ. and uh she's will you I'm gonna ask people stream my song, I won't give up. <gasps> so anywhere yes. you anywhere you listen to music, uh I'll search DJ Shauna. Oh, I wish I had Tanner that. Right. I could have played it. Oh, <laughs> it's gosh. A, okay, we got to It's called "I Won't Give Up." And All right, it's a it, it's a lot of me. So if you listen to this episode, and like what you hear. Is I, it a banger? I mean, I'm happy with hey. it. I'm proud of it. I uh, I'm obviously not singing on it, but I no, wrote, I co-wrote and produced it, and uh, it's a lot of Sweet. it's a lot of my feels. So it's a lot of me. So I hope people like it. And then I got some other fun stuff coming out nice. down the pipeline that um. Hopefully, people are excited about that. Nice. We'll share more of my story. DJ Sean, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you very Martin much. Moore, you know how it is. Always a pleasure, my man. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Catch us on our social at Said No One Pod. See you next time. On next week's episode, for me, it's it's making a small dent in, in the in this life that I have, in making sure that the next generation, the next generation of people and the earth and stuff is is better off because I lived in it than yeah not. We all meet people every day. Yep, and you can actually influence and shape that relationship. You can go the wrong way which is to be mean to that person or just ignore them sure or you can interact with them learn something experience something with them share it just it's that's part of what makes me tick that's why i've retired three times already <laughs> you know it's like i like retiring and then doing something else and this for me has been the greatest job on the planet as a radio host yeah because i have really the ability to talk about whatever i want just like your podcast you can yeah. talk about what you want to talk about sure sure